The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Subscribe to Inclusion Revolution Radio wherever you get your podcasts. Roll with Coda and roll on over to our digital fare management system that lets you digitize dollars and save money every time you ride. Never pay more than $4.50 a day or $62 a month, no matter how many times you ride. Learn more at Coda.com forward slash transit app. I'm Adam Weinrib. And I'm Thomas Carinante. We're bringing you the most complete and hilarious Yanks chat you'll find anywhere. This is the Yanks Go Yard podcast, courtesy of Fansack. Welcome to another episode of the Yanks Go Yard podcast. It's Monday morning and the Yankees have the worst offense in recent baseball history featuring a bunch of people who should not be in the major leagues. I'm Adam Weiner alongside Thomas Carinante and we will break it all down the weekend action against the Orioles, the upcoming series against the Blue Jays, all the stuff you shouldn't be watching but we have to Remember to visit us on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify. Keep dropping us those reviews and those five-star ratings. We would love to hear from you, and we've heard from a lot of fans this week who are upset about everything they're watching. Uh, And remember, once again, if I can leave you with one reminder, it's that you should not be watching this. You can listen to our pods. We will tell you what the Yankees did. You can check the standings and the box scores. Do not use your days to watch this team. There's a pandemic. A lot of stuff hurts. Bad stuff's going on in the world. Focus on that. Don't let this be another thing to ruin your life. Thomas, why are we still doing this? Uh, I don't know. This, I mean, please, dedicate, do some community service because this is no longer a podcast. This is, this is a therapy uh, session, a, a, a tri-weekly therapy session. Yeah, this episode is two hours and 45 minutes long. <laughs> There's a lot of crying. It's unedited. We're not doing any of that fancy editing. It's just, it's terrible. Three, lose three out of four to the Orioles, who, I mean, haven't beaten us in Camden Yards since, what, 1984? Sure. Uh, and uh, lose to a guy who makes his MLB debut on Sunday. We lose, to Cole and Tanaka lose their starts. They don't even, it, it, we don't lose the game with them pitching. They lose their starts. Uh, two runs in two games, four runs in three games, um, and lack of everything all around. Uh there is very much clear 
uh, as we talked about last week, um, no leadership in the clubhouse, whether that is coming from Aaron Boone, whether that's coming from one of the players, somebody's not speaking up, somebody's not holding people accountable. And as we're seeing on Yankees Twitter, everybody is yearning for a guy and a personality like CC Sabathia to be in this clubhouse, be in this locker room right now, light a fire under these guys' asses, make them feel responsible for everything that's going on because there is not one person to blame here. We talked about this being a full-on firestorm. Pitching can't get it done. Bullpen can't hold leads. We can't hit. We can't hit with run. We can't hit in general. We, we, were, we were complaining about not being able to hit with runners in scoring position. I feel like a short, like, four or five days ago. Now we just can't hit at all. Yeah, it's, where are the guys? Where are they in scoring nothing. position? They're not on yeah, base. There is nobody anywhere. Um, and that's where we're at. Uh, two errors today. Good stuff. Can't even play defense, I guess. Now we have to face the Blue Jays. Three straight games. And then we have four against the Orioles. And then we have three more against the Blue Jays. Ten more games against Toronto. And this is going to dictate whether we're getting into the playoffs or not. It's just, uh, I mean, it's very, very dumb. I, I'm a pessimistic guy. I don't think that this, even when the team is actually good, I don't think they're good. But I'm so stupid that I still get tricked by these morons. And when they won uh, the first game Friday night, which, you know, should not have won that game, uh, dragged on for an hour and a half longer than it had any business dragging on for. When Zach Britton got out of the uh, bases loaded one-out jam, I was like, they're going to win this game. They're actually going to win this game. And it was the first time in like a week and a half that I'd had just that confident edge of like, they're going to win this game. And then they blew some prime opportunities, including an extra innings with a free guy on base. And I still, for some reason, had that confident air. And I was like, they're still going to win this game. They did. I did not watch a minute of it, which is probably why I was so confident. Because when you're just looking at the dots in the MLB at bat app, like it might feel like it's 2019 again. Like it's the same names and they're still just dots. So, you, you know, there's no difference. There's no mojo change. So I was right, and they won a game that they had no business winning and didn't deserve to win. And my stupid ass was like, all right, well, that's it. They're going to win the, the night game. Like, now they're back. Like, they're going to win the Davy game. Clark Schmidt's going to save it. And they might lose the Cole and Tanaka starts because they're going to face a rookie and Asher Wojciechowski in both of these. But I'm an idiot, and I'm like, you know, they're going to split now. They're at least going to split. They're, they're taking tonight's game, and then they'll maybe win one of the next two, but, but probably not. And, and even though I don't like this team, they're, they're at least going to split this series in Baltimore. Uh, no dice. Clark Schmidt comes in and immediately the mojo has disappeared. Uh, soft eggs of velocity, single, single, double, uh, six, three from three, two to six, three in the blink of an eye. Um, and and just snap me right. Snap me. So as you graduate and head out into the world, there's only one thing that you need to know. Hi, this is Jamie from Progressive. Yeah, I can talk now. Progressive protects you 24 seven. So tell me what happened. Oh, I'm sorry, Gene. Can you give me one second? Um, brush out for every meal. Congratulations and thank you. Sorry about that. I'm back. So tell me about this fender bender. Contact us 24-7 on the phone, online, or on the mobile app. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Covered subject to policy terms. Right back to reality. It's poor Clark Schmidt. Not his fault. I would have made the same move. Uh, it's like the only move I've agreed with Aaron Boone on for the past, like, month. A lot of people being like... A complaint. You don't know, you, yeah, you don't know what it's like. You're, you ruined a rookie's confidence. Clark Schmidt's a very confident guy. I don't think he ruined Clark Schmidt's confidence. Uh, and, and just think about, they put Luis Sessa in with, the, with first and second and one out today, how angry you were that that happened. Imagine being hyped up to expect Clark Schmidt, but they deliver you Luis Sessa instead in the same situation. Yeah. It did not work today, and you wouldn't have been happy about it on Friday. I'm sorry, you just wouldn't have. You also didn't know the Cole start was going to happen. 
and you didn't know the Tanaka game with the offensive shutdown behind it was going to happen. You, you at that time probably still thought they were taking three out of four. So um, yeah. it, you're kidding yourself if you would have rather seen Nick Nelson or Sessa in that game instead of Clark Schmidt. But it didn't work. And, of course, that reversed the mojo for the entire weekend. Um, it's really bad. It's just – I'm not – I'm only frustrated now. I'm not angry anymore because anger comes from a place of believing that a team can achieve more than it's currently achieving. I'm just flat-out depressed – the team isn't good. It does what bad teams do. Um, they either, you know, the, a couple of these games they've been down uh, more than one time this week, down multiple runs with no outs in the first. That's not good or normal. That You know, uh, 2 nothing and 4 nothing deficits aren't inescapable, but they definitely feel that way when they exist without a runner being retired in the first inning. It's, it's not a good feeling. Um, it, they do what bad teams do. They go down early very quickly. They, uh, when they do have leads, they hold on to the thinnest of leads for about a half a game before the wheels come off. You know, the Cole game yesterday was 0-0, 1-0, 5-0 in five seconds. Um, a lot of these – today's game went from 2-1 to 4-1, but easily could have gone up to 6 or 7-1 in that inning if Sessa didn't make a couple more pitches and, and Nick Nelson doesn't throw the ball in the right field. Um, it, it's really easy for games to snowball on bad teams. And that's what the Yankees are doing now. And, and they're, they're playing bad team baseball and they're mixing in a couple games with fat blown leads to remind you that occasionally, even when they do get out to the kind of a lead that a good team usually is able to hold, they can't hold that either. So the, the number of wins that have become losses in the last couple of weeks, uh, the number is insane. But even if you, even if you give the Yankees three more wins, uh, they're, they're like 24 and 16 which is a perfectly serviceable record and I don't think it's unreasonable to say they should have at least three more wins based on the last three weeks of play but even the wins have been completely insufferable for that whole chunk of time like we've talked about blown leads uh blown tiny leads blown huge leads blown leads with only a couple outs to go before the win is registered and even the games they've come back to win from the tie score uh that's painful to watch they have not had a wire-to-wire win uh since the Red Sox series three weeks ago yeah, and uh, we're just getting murdered by Ryan Mountcastle. I can't stop. I'm just looking at his stats. And it's just, he's good. He's good, he but is. at the same time, come on. He's murdering. We're just getting obliter- obliter- obliterated by Ryan Mountcastle. Good for the kid. Um, wish him the best. Pretty cool. But, yeah, the wins are, be- like you said, because you're sitting there and you're like, okay, we'll get a win today. And it's like, no, they're, you're, they're going to tear every – ounce of hope that you have out of you before getting this win and it won't be enjoyable to watch at all it's either the bullpen is blowing it or making it too close or loading the bases getting into some crazy stressful situation or we have the opportunities when the game is tied with runners runners on like the other the other night when we had gary on third base with no outs and couldn't get him home um just it, it's insanity all around and you know people are beyond frustrated at this point because like you said, they're complaining about the Clark Schmidt move. Why are we, why are we complaining about that? This is a guy who everyone was excited to see, knew he'd be nasty. We knew, we knew the situation coming into this. He got put on the taxi squad. He had thrown uh, 60 pitches earlier in the week at the alternate site. He was never coming in for a start, people. There was, not one, there was not one person in the organization who thought that he might be coming in for a start. We knew the situation. Davey uh, was starting the second game on Friday, and then it was Cole and Tanaka. So where is Clark Schmidt coming in? He's coming in in a relief role, and they didn't have anybody else on Friday. So it was on him to do that. And 
another thing we forgot to touch on, the ump. The ump screwed us. Screwed Davey in that game. Call the timeout. Call the timeout for why. I don't, I don't know why, but then that caused the pitching change, and then that caused what? What was it, three straight singles or, or two straight singles and then a double? Yeah, um, I can't remember if the third one was a double, but they were all – I mean, the egg, top exit velocity was 94. It was like 73, 81. These mm-hmm. were dinks, grounders through the hole. Um, yeah, but they all resulted in a ton of runs. By the end of the inning, the yeah. game was unwinnable. Yeah, it was like that gif where the pitcher's just throwing it and the, the, the ball's hitting him in the head and people just keep trotting the bases over and over again. Um, sadly, though, not a good, not a good outing for uh, Clark Schmidt for his, uh, for his debut. Uh, we wish him better in the next go-round. He'll certainly be much better. He won't be put in a circumstance like that. Also, I'm not against putting him in, un, under, those, uh, under that kind of duress, you know? This is this season is unlike any other. You're there. You can't pick and choose when people are coming in and when people are getting called up and who you're using from the taxi squad and and who's you know who's getting who's getting some innings out of the bullpen. This season has thrown everybody for a loop for a multitude of reasons. Now we have we we have at least four games per weekend the last couple of weeks, and you don't have enough arms. We don't have enough arms to go around, and we cannot be cherry picking when we're going to be putting people into the game. It's who's there, who can throw. Oh, great. You have an arm. Awesome. Can you throw like 86? Cool. You're in. And that's the way it's going to be. Um, and I think your fans complaining about that was, was out of this world. Because like you said, if you bring in Nick Nelson or Luis Sessa and then there's, there's one single, then everybody's uh, erupting with anger. Uh, but everybody should truly be mad at this lineup because we have six guys who have played in 15 or more games batting under 200. Um, Aaron Hicks is right at 200. He might actually be below 200 now. Oh no, he got a hit. He got a hit today. So he's, he's still right around 200. Um, and nobody is, nobody's producing quality at bats. Uh, sadly, Luke Voigt has gone into a little bit of a slump because I mean, how much, how much can the guy do? He can't be, he can't be tearing the cover off the ball every single day. Um, and that's where the source of frustration should be coming from because they're not giving the pitchers any confidence um, they're not getting us off to any good starts in any of these games. And like you said, this is what losing teams do. They go down early and they don't come back. And the Yankees of three and a half weeks ago would beg to differ because they could go down four nothing. And that was essentially like a tie game for them because all that took was single, single home run. And then you're back in it. Uh, not this version of the Yankees where, um, we are playing a bunch of, uh, minor leaguers and guys who probably shouldn't be at this level. Um, unfortunately we've seen Mike Ford and Mike Talkman regress to the mean as we, uh, have talked about slowly over the last couple of weeks, uh, Mike Ford batting, uh, under 150 now, uh, Mike Talkman had a bunch of walks that one night. I think he had three walks the other night. Um, but his average has dropped into the two forties. Uh, nothing to be excited about at this point. Uh, we're still batting Brett Gardner third. I don't get it. Um, I have no, there is no organization to what I'm talking about. There will not be any organization what I'm talking about because there is something to point out at every turn. It doesn't matter who it is. It doesn't matter what part of the roster it is. Um, problems all around. And the, I, I got to go back to it. The problem, the problem I think is within the locker room there. The, the Garrett Cole said, it's not pleasant that it's not happy right now. And that has to change. Somebody has got to say something. Somebody's got to provide some source of, source, source of motivation um, because time's running out. There's 20, 20 games left, I think, now? 
Yep, yep that's it. Even Just 20, 20. And even 20 games left. Um, and they're, you can't convince me that they're going to win more than eight right now. Oh, no, not at all. My goal uh, going into today's game was 13 and eight for the rest of the year. That was just my little mental reset I did today. Um, waking up and also thinking they were going to face Asher Wojciechowski. I keep getting fooled. Like, I'm just, I'm, I'm such a dope. Every time you listen to me, know that I'm an easily fooled idiot. But I, I woke up thinking they were going to face Asher Wojciechowski, who we've seen before, decent major league pitcher, even this bad Yankee offense. I figure you'll, they'll be a little more motivated. Three runs in five innings, I guess. It felt reasonable uh, off old Mr. Asher Wojciechowski. Um, and so I'm going 13-8. and eight. Okay, so you win today's game. Uh, and then you go 12-8 and eight against the Jays 10 times. The Red Sox at Fenway, Marlins, Blue Jays some more, uh, Orioles some more. Uh, that feels fine. Feels like you can go 12-8 and eight against those teams. You go 5-5 five and five against the Jays. Uh, seven and three against the others. This is all doable. And then I see the update that they're calling up, you know, a top 10 prospect. And it's like, oh, well, that's another loss. Okay, so let's readjust the mental calculus because there's no chance. They're, they're not beating Dean Kramer in his major league debut, even if Dean Kramer was bad. Um, and, and it's obviously optics and recency bias and all that stuff. The Yankees don't do particularly well against dudes making their first ever start, you know. Only pay for what you need when you download the transit app in Ride Coda. Plan, track, and pay for rides right from your smartphone. Unlike daily and monthly paper passes, fares never expire because unused funds roll over to the next month. Never pay more than $4.50 a day or $62 a month, no matter how many times you ride. Digitize your dollars and save when you download the Transit app. Learn more at coda.com forward slash transit app. Even previously to this year, but they the lineup, the, the, appear, the plate appearances don't look like major league plate appearances and many of them are being held by people who, who probably should not be in a major league lineup at this point and, and shouldn't be hitting higher than eighth or ninth in a major league lineup. First inning Kramer just buzzsaws the top three dudes in the order. And it's like great first inning, very relaxed, very comfortable, no fans, no jitters. Bottom of the, uh, you know, the second inning, he comes back out. Yanks are working the count. He looks, you know, not as confident out of the stretch. He's walking people talking as a great at bat Kratz rolls on over to third no double play, run scores. Uh, you know, Tyler Wade is the worst hitter in baseball. Can't get oh. another run home. But it's 2-1, and Kramer's thrown like 44 pitches through two innings. And it's like, okay. I mean, that's kind of what the second inning against the guy making his MLB debut should look like. Uh, now he's sort of on the ropes a little bit. We go to the third. It's still 2-1, top of the order's up. And then LeMahieu flies out on like the first pitch. And Boyd strikes out on like three pitches. And it's like, wait a second. We let him, we let him get comfortable again. Why is he, why is he comfortable and confident now? Didn't we just show him that we have the capability to? And then before I even finish the sentence, it's like the fourth and the fifth inning are over. <laughs> it's like, and it's still two one in the middle of the game, and he's he's thrown like twenty two more pitches. Like the Yankees take non competitive at bats to it to a new level. And I'm watching like I'm scoreboard watching now because even though this is the worst looking team we've had in a long time I, I guess I still theoretically want them in the playoffs because I, I I don't know I, I like watching the playoffs I, I guess I want my team in them not really sure why or, or why I'm motivated to get them into the postseason but that, that's just the nature of the beast right I'm, I'm trying to get my team in the playoffs so I'm watching like the Tigers and I'm watching the Blue Jays against the Red Sox those teams are just those teams have guys that just swing from the heels stand right over the plate confidently control the at bat and they're people you have never heard of in your life people like to make fun of the Yankees for uncovering nobodies uh like Joe Panic is is confidently hitting for the Blue Jays now 
Willie Castro hit like most of the run scoring hits for the Tigers today. Heimer Candelario, same deal. Uh, menacing over the plate, complete confidence, complete control of the strike zone. Dude's doing things that only Clint Frazier does. Right now, Luke Voigt is slumping. That's a shame. He, he's great. But he's swinging out of his shoes. That's what Voigt does when he slumps. LeMahieu is rolling over balls and popping up. Can't help but think he's still a little bit hurt. Uh, the urgency is not there from any of the plate appearances, and the urgency is not there for management. Um, sticking to the plan of having Gleyber Torres take uh, a day off after returning because uh, he played one day. He's got to take the last game of the series off acting like the Yankees took the first three games of this four-game set. Um, John Boy was, was going off in a post-game rant that I feel like I just have to cite. He was just – he just wanted everyone to remember that, you know, like Yankee fans are conditioned to expect these off days and expect these weird lineups. He just wanted to mention that, like, other teams just play their best players, like, all the time. In a 60-game season, they – Yeah. Yeah, they just play all the time. They're just in the lineup every day. Maybe one game they don't play, but for the vast majority, those players just, just play baseball and they're just, they're just in the game. Um, obviously, the Yankees have guys that they can't play every day. Judge Stanton, you know, they can't play any day. But the people who are here, if you want to make a playoff push, which you theoretically do at this point, um, you need your regulars to be playing every single day and you need them to be swinging, controlling the strike zone and doing what they do um, when they're at their very best. I, I haven't seen Gleyber Torres at his very best yet. Put up some good ABs yesterday. I haven't seen LeMahieu at his very best in a couple of days. Uh, and those guys need to play every day now. So, unfortunately, that's the reality of the situation. There's, there's got to be something we don't know. This is what I was listening. I was listening to talk radio uh, going in. Uh, I was driving the other day. And people are fed up about the injuries, and rightfully so. Uh, some think it's attributed to, you know, Stanton and Judge maybe lifting too many weights, not being flexible enough. Um, you know, the Yankees training program not being, uh, I guess, tailor-made for baseball players. A uh, guy came on the radio and said that he played college ball. And, and I heard this from one of my buddies who also played college ball. They don't touch weights during the season. Uh, interesting. I don't know how true that is uh, across the pros, but – uh, something to consider, but there's got to be something that we don't know because you have to think that Cashman and all these guys have thought every which way through what's happening with these guys. What's the problem? So you can't tell me that, you know, Boone is giving these guys days off without there being some sort of message from the front office. Uh, you can't because they, he would he, he would get fired. They, 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 uh, why would you not get the call from the gym and be like, why is – why is DJ LeMahieu not playing in today? And when we have nobody else, this is the only guy that we need. I don't understand. So um, I, I, there's, I hope, I pray that there's something that we are not privy to because there is no way that us sitting here, hanging out, talking and shooting the shit no more than people who are running a baseball team. Uh, no. That being said, um, I don't have beef with the starting rotation, but I do want to talk about the fact that Cole needs to get through. And we talked about this last week too. He needs to get through seven and it's got to be scoreless. I know we had an error that inning, um, but he walked a couple of guys and gave up very untimely hits. He's not a guy that should be phased by the lack of run support. He should just be going out there overpowering batters. 
I get that. It, it, it doesn't help that, you know, you're going out there every single inning and then, you know, great. These guys are going to go up to bat. I'm going to be back out there in four minutes and I'm just going to have to be, you know, whiffing these guys left and right. Um, but, you know, we paid him to not to, to be the guy to just be completely numb to that. It doesn't matter what, it doesn't matter if it's 10, nothing. doesn't matter if it's zero, zero. It doesn't matter if you're down five, you're going out there and you're just, you're mowing down batters and that's your one job. And especially the Orioles and Tanaka today, you can't, this is the ones you can't be giving up runs in the first inning at this point. You know, this isn't Paxton or Hap. These are our reliable guys. Runs in the first inning at this point are setting us back exponentially. It's almost, it's almost like you're just, you're, you're putting an L out there right in the first couple outs. Going down 2 nothing early means that this lineup needs to produce three runs. And in three games, they produced four runs or five runs. Um, not easy to come by. Um, and mind you, the, uh, the, ru- the one runs in the other games were, were garbage runs. So they, did, they weren't even real. No, it's a, it's a death sentence. It's a death sentence that we, we can have at this point. And I, I don't want to, like, I, I'm not going to question Cole and I'm not going to claim I'm learning anything about the next three years based on yeah. the last three starts from Garrett Cole. It would be nice to just have a pitcher at some point who I don't have to worry about at all. Other mm-hmm. teams tend to have one of those. They're called an ace. I would love to just be completely confident and be, and, you know, and to have the big spiraling inning be a, an outlier. I got fooled again yesterday and that I really had just convinced myself that it was that he had, that he just had that game locked down. He looks so good in the first mm-hmm. five and things happen and, and people get unnerved by things that they, that they don't usually get unnerved by and an error that might not throw off somebody's rhythm you know, in his 25th start of the year is going to hit different in like his eighth when the team is struggling and the attitude is already negative. And by the way, it's, it's definitely not helping Garrett Cole that he's as big a Yankee fan as we are. Uh, Cause it's not that he can't handle the pressure. It's just that he hates to watch the Yankees lose like this. Yeah. And so to, to, he's got the same fatalistic mentality. I'm sure that we do one mistake pitch and DJ Stewart takes him deep. And he's like, God damn it. Yankees again, the Yankees, the freaking Yankees, like it, sort of unaware still that he has agency over the situation and it allows him to collapse. I struggle to write when the Yankees are bad. It's, it's what happens. We're fans. Yeah. Um, he's still a fan. Um, I, I just, I sort of wish this whole 60 game season had never been a part of anything. I, I, I'm like having trouble remembering that I was so stressed out two or three weeks ago because I thought this was a championship team and they were starting, starting to lose a little bit of that luster. Now I, I can't even remember ever thinking that this is so clearly a bad team I don't know how much longer they're going to be bad, but there's not much time left. And currently they're very bad and they have one off day to work with. So there's really not a lot of time to reset from being really bad at what they're supposed to be trying to do. That's it. Yeah. It sucks that we have to judge, not even judge because we know what Garrett Cole's capable of, but like, these are the circumstances of the season. It's like every start, every, every, every time he goes onto the mound, we're like, we can't lose this game. If we lose this game, it's bad. And he's lost now three in a row and it's bad. Four. He's lost three in a row. They've lost four in a row. The Zach Britton injury game. Oh Christ. Yeah. Okay. So four games we've lost with him on the mound is absolutely inexcusable in a season where he's getting 12 starts, probably 12, 13 starts. 
Um, but also, Yankee fans, we can't have it both ways. You know, we're out there questioning, you know, how effective Cole is at the moment and if he's the ace that this team needs. And we have people responding, oh, yeah, it, in other news, major league players can hit a fastball. Well, apparently not, because we have a lineup of people who cannot hit a fastball, and they're facing even worse pitching than Garrett Cole. So what's the excuse for that? We're gonna I've sit never there. seen – yeah, I've never seen a team do less with 92 miles an hour dead center. Nothing less. It's, it's, it's crazy. It's like – and the check swings. Oh, my God, the check swings. There, is, there are two check swings an inning. Just make a decision. It, it, it's, it's, so, it's such a fast decision you have to make. I don't even know how – I don't even know how you can make a half decision in that time. It, it's, it's absolutely insane. But I, that's another point that I just wanted to bring. We can't have it both ways. We can't be sitting here and have people being like, well, what's going on with Garrett Cole? Like, this is pretty concerning. And then being like, and then sticking up for him and saying, oh, well, you know, of course, you know, inferior Rays and Orioles players can hit fastball, idiot. And then it's like, okay, well, what about Yankee starters and Yankees backups? They can't hit fastballs against, against people who are 14 levels below Garrett Cole? makes no sense we the, the the you're arguing you're 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 arguing all the wrong stuff and it's it's completely frustrating because like i said everybody is to blame here there is nobody to let off the hook no cole's cole's got enough of a body of work that you there, yeah. there he, he there's even if he reverts to his worst version he's still a pretty damn good pitcher yeah absolutely. and this is you know this is probably the the worst he's going to look for a few years now it's just the timing is bad and the timing is bad all around um, I, I went into this on Twitter and then deleted it because I just don't, I don't want to <laughs> talk to anybody and I don't care, but the Yankees were 20 and 14 last year. They're 20 and 14 this year before this one and five stretch, right? So the one and five stretch is coloring everybody's opinions, understandable. It's been painful and they've been dead from pretty much first pitch in most of these games, but you can start a season 20 and 14 and win a hundred games. You can start a season 21 and 19 and win 100 games. Usually there's 120 games left on the clock. Mm-hmm. This year, we've got 20. And people are screaming things like, uh, I don't even think you get it. If the playoffs were normal, they wouldn't even be in them at all right now. They wouldn't, <laughs> like, of course. No, I know, but nothing is normal. This is a 60-game season, and there are eight playoff seeds in each league. And they would have 120 games to rebound from this awful stretch. And they would have, they wouldn't be racing the clock to get Aaron Judge back from a calf strain by the postseason. They would be racing the clock to get Aaron Judge back from a calf strain by the end of May. There'd be so much more time to do all the things we would like to do. Davey Garcia would get 25 starts, right? It's just everyone's perspective is skewed. I'm as guilty of it as anybody. I am having no fun watching this. I don't know how much I'm learning about the 2021 Yankees. I guess that's just where I would leave us. I'm still going to be very confident when next season starts, as long as they make a few rotation tweaks and and figure out a couple of veterans to bring in and help mentor this group. What I've learned is that the one negative that you can carry the next season is I don't know if Mike Talkman and Mike Ford really are guys and if Tyro Estrada is really a guy one those those might have been accidents we don't know I think Gio Urshela is pretty clearly someone who made serious changes and has become a better asset and a better player um, but the one positive if if Talkman and Ford aren't guys uh, Clint Frazier is a guy now like a very good guy he, he didn't have enough room on the team because of Mike Talkman um, that's not a problem 
Done. If Mike Talkman's not someone you want to keep around, it's a shame. We all, we all enjoyed the Mike Talkman experience. But Clint Frazier is here for you, right? There are other solutions. Miguel and Duhart can get more consistent playing time, backing up at first base if we don't have to worry about Jersey Mike Ford. So these are questions for next year, but they are questions with answers if we don't get the answer that we were looking for in the first place. Um, I think the unfortunate thing is we haven't learned anything about what Cole's 2021 is going to look like, but we have learned about what the fans are going to treat Cole's 2021 uh, and that's going to be unfortunate because we just, it feels like we can't escape Yankee fans' tendencies to tear people down like this. Um, it, we just, we have to ask the question sometimes if he's, if he's living up to the money and what's going on. Um, th- those calls are going to be louder than ever if this team sort of flames out either in the first round of the playoffs or before the postseason. Um, so I think as long as they bring DJ LeMahieu back and everyone is healthy on opening day 2021, and a few pitching changes are made. This is a very good baseball team, and they will not resemble the team that you're watching, although they will probably have a one-in-five week. So unfortunately, that's, that's the way it goes. They're, <laughs> that will they're, gonna, they're gonna have a week next year that is just as bad, but they're not gonna have 20 more games to go, and we're not gonna be rooting against the, we're not gonna be rooting for the 14 and 28 Boston Red Sox to beat the Blue Jays at Fenway next year. So things are gonna be very different. Uh, it's gonna be a good baseball team. Um, but right now this is a bad baseball team. That's the fact of the matter. The Yankees subreddit, I don't know if you noticed, took a vote about whether or not to change themselves to a Yankee candle subreddit until the team got better. Hmm. And they overwhelmingly won the vote. So now it's a Yankee candle subreddit. No one cares about this team. No one wants to talk about them right now. And that's the way it is. Yeah. It's, it's one last thing before we sign off here. It's just the, the disheartening part about all this is that, we thought we were built for this moment. We thought we had the depth, even in a shortened season, that if we had the big guys go down, we had these guys like Ford and Talkman and even Wade. People were optimistic on Wade to step up and get the job done, um, and it's not really happening. And the other upsetting part about it is, is that they're gonna, the front office is going to judge their performances based on this little sample size if it continues for these next 20 games. And like you said, there might not be a role for them next year, or if there is, it's going to be very minimal. Uh, but the good news out of this is that Clint Frazier is, it will have a role and that won't have to be a problem. Um, but yeah, that's, it, it's, it's the nature of the beast with this terrible situation and how we have to cut the season almost, you know, into, into a third and it's going to affect the careers of people and it's affecting the livelihood of the fans because we watched what happened last year when we had record injuries and record days on the injured list. And we had all these guys stepping in seamlessly, uh, getting the job done, producing runs, just making it look easy. And now we have this and it's looking very much not easy. And it feels like we're a really bad, like Kansas city Royals team, but that's it. That's, 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 that's what we'll leave you at for the week. I mean, yeah, for, two, for Monday. Two, two years in a row of this is insane. I just, just know that I'm doing all the superstitious crap that I always do. I'm doing it for you. I'm doing it for all of us. I can't take much more of this either. The Mets loss and the, the other Mets loss with the four, nothing lead. Uh, they two Mets losses in a week with a four, nothing lead. Uh, the, the Braves loss, all the Rays losses, they're all bad and they're hurting me a lot. So whether this season is meaningless or not, it's still happening. It's still the distraction that we have and it still sucks. Yep. And Mets fans are going to keep talking trash. I don't get it. I really don't get it. You guys have nothing. You guys have had nothing to live for, for over 30, 35 years now. And you have, you have the balls. 
It's crazy. You split the season series, and it's like it's it's like now you just you automatically advance to the NLCS. Whatever. No, well, the Yankees, the Yankees can't buy a championship, right? That's the Mets fans dig that you, yeah. you try to buy a championship and you can't do it. And now Steve Cohen's going to buy a championship. Best of luck. It's, yep. it's not that easy to buy a championship. Yep. Um, that's that's all I'll say. All right, that is it for Monday's episode of the Yanks Go Yard podcast. Uh, we can't wait for the Blue Jays series. I guess I can't wait for all this just so that I know, just so that I know what happens, just so, just so that it's done. Uh, for this episode, I'm Adam Weinrib. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Adam Weinrib. And I'm Thomas Carinante. You can find me at Tommy's underscore takes. Also hit us up at the Yanks Go Yard FS Twitter account. Uh, we can't wait to talk to you after um, one of our rumored trade deadline acquisitions is on the Blue Jays mowing us down on Tuesday. I think Taiwan Walker will be facing. So that, that'll, that'll, be, that'll be real good. Um, yeah, we, we hit Hunjin Ryu last year with a lineup that featured Aaron Judge and Didi Gregorius and Gary Sanchez homering. So not sure what there is to glean from that. Not sure, guys. But uh, we'll see you on Wednesday, and hopefully it's under better circumstances. Please enjoy your Monday and Tuesday. Take care, everybody. Please, please pray. At Progressive, you can get 24-7 protection, even if you break the space-time continuum. Wait, every time you wake up is the same day? That's terrible. Yeah, don't worry. I call Progressive. Their 24-7 protection still works, even if my day does last forever. Yeah, but don't you want it to end? Are you kidding? I win the lottery whenever I want and never regret anything. It's the best. Yeah, that's a good point. Progressive offers more than a great price when you bundle home and auto. We offer round-the-clock protection, which literally means anytime. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers and subject to policy terms. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.